NFL Coach of the Year by counting up how many players were vaccinated or how many made it onto a COVID list. But I'm here today to acknowledge at least just a little bit that Mike Tomlin has done an outstanding job in an area of, yes, gasp, discipline. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Check out some of these stats. Two weeks ago, Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, reported that 65% of all players in the NFL had received at least one COVID vaccination shot. Yesterday, from that same source, the number had increased from 65 to 68. Sounds at least marginally impressive. I mean, the national rate at the moment is 67, so it means the NFL's 1% ahead of all the rest of us. But get this. In that same release a couple weeks ago, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Saints had already been over 85%. And the Steelers since then since then, have crossed over 90%. I'm not stating this as if this is going to win anybody a football game. And I'm not stating this as if someone should send Tomlin a cake. But if we're going to pile onto this coach every time some random, oh, let's say, inside linebacker spends the entire week mouthing off on Twitter and not really making much sense in the process. My goodness, Devin Bush's Twitter account. Wow. If we're going to go after Tomlin for silly, stupid stuff like that, then let's give it up for the stuff that actually matters. If you go back to 2020 and the Steelers kept running into all these headaches because their opponents couldn't manage the pandemic. Mike Vrabel couldn't manage it in Nashville. He was actually embarrassing. And they actually tried to cheat their way around it, if you'll recall, having their skill players on offense secretly go out to some college campus and try to conduct practices. None of that, none of that took place in Pittsburgh. None of that. The Steelers did have player here or there end up on the COVID list. Some of those were uh, contact tracing. Some of those were actual COVID. But the Steelers never had an outbreak through the whole thing. Does that explain why they were 11-0 and at one point? I mean, probably not, but it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Any coach can get his players fired up for a Sunday afternoon kickoff. Any coach can do that. It takes a coach who's a little bit different. 
and who's a quote-unquote, here's that term again, players coach, to be able to convey the urgency, the gravity of the situation to his players and to get a bunch of young men who are used to being able to go out and have a good time and you know hit the bars on the south side or whatever else here, even when it's completely legit and allowed, and tell them, look, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't go to a restaurant. Can't go hanging out with your buddies. Can't hang out with each other. Can't even be seen together in the parking lot outside the practice facility. That takes a different level of hombre. Okay? It just does. This is the stuff that Tomlin and his assistant coaches had to spend way too much time on in 2020 and I'm sure into 2021 even though it's let up. That's not to say the other 31 teams didn't have to deal with the same thing. I'm just saying that the Steelers have been among the very best at it. And now, now come the vaccines. And you can say whatever it is that you want about this or that do take the vaccine don't take the vaccine i mean freedom this freedom that whatever i'm not getting into any of that stuff but i know this when the ball flies in september the way the nfl has set its rules up for vaccinations if you are a player who isn't vaccinated you will not play I don't care who you are. These rules, if you read them, are set up to ostracize that individual. Again, I'm saying this independent of offering my thoughts on that. Believe me, I have them. They just aren't relevant to this particular discussion. Those are the rules. All of the head coaches in the NFL, all 32 currently know those rules and what they have to do to be maximum ready for training camp participation in just a couple of weeks. And the Steelers are among the three best in the league, just like they were among the very best at managing an outbreak last year. So, you know, how about that? How about that? I know that's not as interesting as, oh, Devin Bush is completely crazy and Tomlin's an idiot and he lets these guys run around and they have this weirdo culture and whatever else here. The discipline, if you want to talk about that, the discipline that was required from the coach, from the assistants, and then down to the team leaders to make this happen, infinitely supersedes any any stupid thing that Bush put on his Twitter account this week. But you won't be hearing about that anywhere. Well, at least not anywhere else, right? When we come back, just one question.
one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbage, Kelly, and George. LG Paging. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That's a designation that's reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. question comes from Eric who asks, Will the Steelers' offense have to carry the defense or the other way around? I don't know that you're going to see a carrying factor this time around, Eric. Um, I know we've gotten used to that, though, haven't we? For a while, it was the offense just lifting the defense up onto its back and getting the Steelers to the AFC Championship game, even though you knew there was no chance to win because Tom Brady was going to find a way to rip that secondary apart and Artie Burns and everything else, and he did. And it wasn't interesting, and the offense couldn't get it done. And then the last couple of years, the whole script has been flipped. Last year in particular, I, I thought that the defense, well, no, the year before was the, was the bigger example with, with Ben being out for the year and the defense somehow amazingly almost getting the Steelers into the playoffs uh, of their own will. And that did kind of continue into last year. I don't see that this year. I see flaws in both. For example, if you're talking about the offense, I'm not going to say that the offense, just because it has a lot of weapons at the skill positions, is in a position to carry anything because we have such significant and real doubts about the offensive line. You know, can you picture saying that the offense is carrying the Steelers when you're talking about, you know, uh, I'm, I'm saying this respectfully, but within the context of their inexperience, Zach Banner, Chooks Okorafor, Kevin Dotson, Trey Turner, who's not inexperienced, but he'll be new to this group, and Kendrick Green if he ends up being the center or if it's B.J. Finney. That's not a group that I circle and say, yep, they're going to be carrying the team. Uh, I could go to the other side and come up with a similar response, specifically as it relates to the pass rush. I felt there were times during the 11-0 and surge last season where the only matchup you had to consider – in facing an opponent was whether or not they could withstand TJ and Bud coming at them. You know what I'm talking about. You do the same thing. You'd look at who the left tackle and who the right tackle is on the other side and say, oh, man, are the Steelers going to feast. And there was nothing the other team was going to be able to do about it because neither TJ nor Bud was going to be able to be blocked and whichever quarterback they might have been facing wasn't going to have the capability to pull a Brady and get rid of the ball in 0.1 seconds. And that would decide everything. Do you see that on the defensive side this year? No. No. That doesn't mean Alex Highsmith is nothing. It doesn't mean he can't eventually turn into an impact edge rusher. But to expect him to be you know, fifth-year fifth bud, that's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. Bud was wreaking havoc, not just getting to the quarterback. He was making all kinds of terrible things happen to the opposition. That component isn't going to be there. You're going to have Bush back, sure. You're going to have a lot of those players, uh, the, the more dynamic types on defense, still back. Minka, the whole line, Joe Hayden. But carrying? Uh, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. I, I could see the Steelers still having a top 10 defense. I could see them having a top 15 offense. But listen to the numbers I'm throwing at you here. You know, that's, uh, I'm not using the M word, you know, mediocre. But I'm saying that they, they look like they would be above average in the literal sense, not in a knocking sense. But definitely not in a carrying sense. Good question, Eric. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.